0: This is a GNZ Future Fortunes Podcast, hosted by Jordan Johnson. This podcast will help you in the following areas. Money management skills, teaching you to control your debt, building wealth-building strategies, entrepreneurship, and most importantly, to show you how you can do this yourself. So tune in and turn up. episode of the Jan Z Future Fortunes podcast. Today I have Christian Cartwright here with me. I'm going to let him introduce himself, let the people know a little about himself, what he's about. How you doing?
1: My name is Christian Cartwright, uh, 27-year-old entrepreneur from Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, I have experience in uh, marketing, sales, customer service, Uh, currently working in culinary. Uh, I've also done some fashion design and um, event planning as well. Uh, For me, business kind of started um with a with a conference really um so I did a conference a black enterprise conference where we worked on a business plan uh, I, believe I was 11 years old and a group of us came up with the lemonade stand idea and we had to break down all the different components and um at that at that moment I kind of understood that I love business both my parents were in business so it almost was a perfect fit and then um at the age of 13 I entered a business competition uh, won first place with a business called c-time which was a christian transforming inspiring and motivating everybody it was a silicone wristband company uh, where i would do business to business and sell to individuals as well so that's how everything kind
0: of started what would you attribute your because obviously you had a business a sharp business mind at a young age you should mention that you won a contest at 13 You started your first business at, you said 11? 13, yeah. yeah. What would you say you attribute your sharp business mind most to? Like, what contributed most to that? Uh, I would say my parents. Um,
1: I think educating your kids or or getting them equipped to business at an early age is important. Uh, Critical, actually. You're never too young to know how to start a business. You're never too young to actually start a business. I mean, I, I'm more likely to want to buy from someone younger than someone older, just for that simple fact. So it's um, very important I feel like people should work with their kids at a young age about business, talk about business, don't just do the fun side, let them see how hard it is. Let them understand that there's numbers you got to do, that there's responsibilities and you know, uh, walk them through it and help them through it. But I think um, being introduced to business at a young age, is definitely was a huge impact. And,
0: Definitely must be done. I definitely agree with you, you saying that you're never too young to understand business. Um, we're definitely in the age of young entrepreneurs right now. You see young people starting businesses left and right. Um, I know a lot of people my age, even younger than me, that have businesses like 16, 17 starting. Like girls, I know a lot of girls that have eyelash businesses. They do nails, sell clothes. I know a lot of people with clothing lines my age. Uh, me personally, I'm making sell candles. so. Like I say, we're definitely in the age of young entrepreneurs. Um, so I definitely feel like business is good. I feel like it's better to get into business when you're younger. So you don't want to wait until you're too old. Yeah. Um, I mean, if,
1: even if things don't work out in business, it's more about learning and, and growing and making connections. Because uh, you can start a business. And it it my C-Time business, I think I did it for two or three years. Um, and then grew to a new focus. So it's, it's not something that you have to... You don't have to marry your business. You know, if things aren't working out, you can start a new venture. You can change the venture that you're doing. You can transform your ideas. So it's like, you just business is a thing that you kind of just got to grow with and, and continue to just put time in. And the earlier you learn it, the better, the more skills you'll have later. So I think this is great. Yeah, most definitely.
0: Um, how did your seat time business come about at that time?
1: Uh So like I said, I entered uh, a business playing competition, um, was trying to come up with what would work. And at the time, Live Strong, they had yellow wristbands and it was like the thing at the time. And I went to a school where it was heavily um, wealthy uh, individuals. So that was like the fad and the thing for them at that moment, but it hadn't reached maybe our culture as much. Um, so I feel like once I started that, I was one of the only people that had that, that like uh, opportunity or resource, which it was just something you could look up online. But it was, it was something that um, I used to create inspirational quotes, and i put that on the wristbands, but then I'd also go to different businesses and um, give them an opportunity to use that as marketing material. Um, so I think it was great for me. And it, I was doing business-to-business business before I even knew what business-to-business business was, so it was, I think, critical for me.
0: Can you explain what business to business is? I don't even know what that means.
1: Business to business, when you are a business and your main customer is other businesses, so you're selling to businesses. Um, When the traditional business we think about, you have a customer that comes in who's maybe a consumer or uh, benefiting from your product or service. When you're
0: business to business, it's an actual company that you're working on. on. And can you speak about a few of the business ventures that you're currently involved in, like as of today? Um so right
1: now I have my own clothing company. Um it's called G Rated. We specialize in custom polos. I have one on now. Um oh, that's your brand. Mm-hmm. It is. and then I, like I also uh well, thank you, appreciate that. Um I'm also trying to branch into some more accessories. So right now we have colognes, um, this pouch as well, the hanging pouch. We're uh working on some different leather products. Um so I'm I'm working on my dropshipping website right now, so I always have products on my website uh, there. And then my main focus at the moment is um, I'm currently in culinary school um, and I have a restaurant idea that I'm preparing and working on, so that's my main focus and uh,
0: what I think about every day. Being that this podcast is primarily geared towards or focused on people like around my age, I'm 18, being that that's the case, what would you tell viewers about like, finding your passions and finding what you like to do? Like, How did you find what you actually like to do in life? I'll let you elaborate on that.
1: Uh, one, I would say try things. Uh, the more things you try, the more you'll know. And if you don't try something, you really won't know if you'll like it, or some things look really easy to do, and then you try it and you're like, there's no way I'm doing this for the rest of my life. So it's like just trying things and experiencing things. Um, one thing that I feel like my generation and I know your generation as well have a problem with is people never want to do things for free. Um, like, But some people don't understand Like, experience is worth way more than someone paying you 10, 11, 12, 13, 15, $20 an hour because if you can gain that experience and you have that knowledge, nobody can take that away from you. Yeah. That little money is going to get spent that's going to be gone. Like. It, gaining experience and having that knowledge is so valuable and I feel like we lack education so much not necessarily schooling but if you have something that you're passionate about get some education behind it. you don't necessarily have to go to school but do some research Um, we go into businesses so um, uneducated and with a lack of customer service and things like that if we start educating ourselves if you start working on your business that way I think that can be major um, but to touch on how you find your passion, just try things. Um, do what you love. Um, not everybody can work hard on something that they're not interested in. That's like, I think that's my worst quality. Like if I'm not interested, it is something that I would not do. Uh, even if I think, even if it works, even if it's a good idea, even if it's something that the person next to me is making money doing, if it's something that I'm not passionate about, I just have the hardest time being able to put my all into it. But when it's something that it's I, that I want to do, um, it's, it, the sky's the limit. So I think just trying to find that um, you'll be so happy with what you're doing. And, um, in life, you got to do stuff along. Like, it's not about just making money this year. You know, you can't just do something to make money now. you got to do something that's going to make money for a lifetime and that you're also going to be happy with and that you can provide
0: for. So you just got to put all those into perspective. I definitely agree with everything you just said. Um, you mentioned that people in their generation and my generation as well um we have a hard time doing things for free or doing things for the value of learning and actually understanding i definitely agree with you there because i feel like especially with social media like my generation we literally grew up with social media i, right. I grew up watching youtube i grew up instagram twitter snapchat right. everything so i've literally had technology at the touch of my fingertips since i was born for the most part but i feel like that being the case um We just, we seek instant gratification a lot, so I feel like that's what plays into it. Um, I feel like people in our generations are very impatient, and I feel like that's what contributes to us not wanting to do things for free, we just want overnight success. We want to do something for a few minutes and make $100,000, but that's not how life works, and that's what I'm learning right now. Yeah,
1: it's bad because the thing is, right now, people are making money the quickest and easiest ways they ever have which is good and bad. It's happy that people are able to capitalize on certain opportunities, but then it's allowing people to think that that's the way to getting things done, you know? Or like, for example, um, everyone might not know, but the younger generation know who Blueface is. He didn't want to be a rapper. He just made a song and blew up. And now other rappers are trying to do what he did as if that's the, like, template to how to make it. He did dumb things, he he made a song, it blew up. but in actuality, that's not what you need to do to become a successful music artist. Uh, not picking on him in particular, but he's mentioned that he doesn't even, he never wanted to do this, he never had a passion for this, like it just happened. And then I've heard people mention certain things that he did and how they want to work on their music career. But that's not, you can't follow someone who didn't, it was luck. like, that's a lucky situation, it's a blessed situation, but like don't follow a lucky situation, follow someone who who put in the time, who put in the effort, who who worked for, you know what I'm saying? That. That that's more realistic because if you're going on that way and you're putting in the due diligence, if something happens and you blow up, you were ready for it. You were you are prepared for that. You know that's why a lot of one-hit wonders are are there for a second because they weren't even prepared to even be in that moment. You know it just it just happens sometimes and that's why things wash by. But definitely getting experience is huge. Like in college, I had three unpaid internships at the same time. I didn't need to get paid. I'm in college. I'm just just working. I just I'm learning as much as I can, but then when I, when I'm 20 years old, I had the strongest resume. Like anywhere, I'm getting calls everywhere I put an application. In. Uh, I was a manager of a hotel at, at 20 years old. Um, no, I got my first manager position at 19. So it's like, you just those experiences were what got me through. And then I uh, was inside the hospitality industry for some years, and it's like, just get experiences, learn things, um, grow get experiences in different places, um, internship, like follow, shadow people. If someone's doing something that you like, contact them, reach out, see if you can follow them in their, like one day in their in their uh, line of work, you know. That's the only way you'll really understand if it's something you want to do, if it's something you're passionate about, if it's something that you can be successful.
0: for, like, what's to come. I feel like that's something that I'm trying to understand right now. Like, I may not always feel like doing the things that are, like, to be done. Like, I don't always feel like getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning, going to work my 10-hour shift, but I feel as though that's something that I need to do right now to prepare me for what I aspire to have in the future, like you said. um, Preparation's everything, I feel like. Um. I feel like me learning how to do things that I don't feel like doing, especially at such a young age, is just going to put me so far ahead that it's not even going to matter in a few years. So that's just something I'm teaching myself now trying to learn.
1: So you said you're going into work at five o'clock in the morning. Um, the first thing I thought in my head is uh, with the experience that I had with that is maybe the only the main the most important thing you're getting from that experience is being that morning person being able to wake up at five o'clock in the morning because right now you're going and you're working for somebody else and you're getting a paycheck and that's what you're that's what you're doing it for but in actuality you could really be training your body to wake up at five every morning so when you're 25 30 you're starting your business time at that time and then you're taking care of your kids at seven o'clock and your day is already started you can be most productive so it's like sometimes in life you're in a situation to learn it's not even about the today is literally you're learning from the future, so it's like just make the best of experiences, learn as much as you can. Um, even in my experience, I was, like I said, I was in hospitality. I was a food and beverage and banquet manager, uh, overseeing the front, uh, the front of the house, uh, which was a restaurant, ten banquet rooms, and uh, a bar as well. So I'm overseeing all of this, but while I was there, I could have took more time focusing on in the kitchen. I could have ask more questions. I could have learned a little bit more. I could have jumped in and helped a couple more times. Uh, And right now, that experience would have been more beneficial for what I'm doing now. However, everything that I've learned also is why I'm even pursuing what I'm doing now. So it's like I got some out of it, but I noticed like right now there were opportunities that I didn't know I needed that experience. And instead of just actively searching for it or actively Offering to get that extra experience to do the extra help to learn as much as I possibly could Sometimes I would do just what I was required to do, uh, which isn't necessarily wrong, but In life the more experience you have the
0: better you are. So it's like That's what I would recommend. I can definitely attest to everything you just said. Um, I recently been trying to I mean like you say um with me getting up at five o'clock. This is preparing me for stuff down the road Um, I definitely feel like it's making me more disciplined Um, I wouldn't say I was a morning person but I actually understand the value of waking up early because before I started working here um, before I started working at Amazon now I was still living in Maryland working for my mom's cleaning company she had a residential cleaning company and when I was working with her um, I wouldn't wake up as early I probably well part of that was my, my brother I have a twin brother and he is not a morning person at all, but, like, he would lay in the bed till 2 o'clock if you let him. So trying to get him up in the morning was definitely a struggle. But I feel like that just made me realize how important getting up in the morning is and actually getting your day started early. Because if you wait till, like, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock to get up and start your day, you're literally missing out on, like, almost 12, hours. 10 hours. You have already got three or four hours of work done and you've been asleep. You, you just sleep <laughs> your life away. So I just been trying to work on being more of a morning. I mean, being more, more of a morning person. Just getting up, attacking your day on the right foot. Um, I feel like that's that's a good way to approach life because, like I said, if you just lay in the bed all day, if you sleep all day, you you're really letting life pass you by at that point. So I've just been trying to be more disciplined, with getting up in the morning. I like to start my day with working out, or if not working out, um, definitely praying. I'm talking to God. I got a devotional journal that I write in every day, so I feel like that's something that helps me stay grounded and stay disciplined, and it's definitely contributing to the life that I pursue So, Good, that's definitely fit for me. Good, for sure. Um, you go, did you go to college? You graduated college? So, I went
1: to college. Um, I went to the University of Dade for three years, and then I moved home. Um, I didn't finish college, and then I, uh, right now I'm getting a diploma in culinary from the ICASI Culinary Institute
0: of Science and Arts. What got you into the culinary world? What makes you want to um, get into the culinary world? So I have a restaurant idea.
1: Um, and you obviously don't have to go to culinary store to start a restaurant. But like I said, I had the food and beverage and banquet experience. Um, I understand the front of the house, all the customer service. I understand the serving, the, like every aspect of the front of the house, I understood, but I didn't know things about the back of the house. I didn't know about the different cooking things or the different sanitation things or the nutrition things. So I realized that I was going to have to depend on someone else who either went to culinary school or was just a chef. And it's like, um, I'm tired of depending on other people and expecting them to get something done the way you want it to be done. Uh, you can have like the perfect idea set up for someone, and it's just, they just fail you and I don't have time for that. So I'm, I decided to go to culinary school myself, learn everything I wanted to, that I need to know. My um, plan is to create a process so that I can begin to franchise my my business and then um, get it to a point that I don't have to be there. So I know the front of the house thing, so I'm gonna learn the back of the house, I'm gonna set up the kitchen a certain way. Like everything we do is gonna be a certain way, the training that we do is gonna be extensive. Marketing. Everything that we do is going to be a certain way, and it's going to be done the same way at every restaurant I have because um, that's just the key. You got to keep that uniform. Yeah. It. and it's and it's that's why I'm I'm just right now. I'm just learning. I'm trying to get as much as I can from everything, from every angle. Um, and they're like, I went to culinary school. The first day, my restaurant is on my mind every day when I'm there. When I learn about a new sauce or a, a new way to prepare chicken or a new thing that you can add to it to elevate the flavor i'm going home and adding notes to the to the cook like to my cookbook and just continuing to add as much as i can to try to perfect that and hopefully one day you look back on this and you're like man he literally
0: was talking about everything he said he was going to So, so. I, I definitely believe that you're going to accomplish everything that you got set for yourself because it may as cliche as it might sound and i know people probably hate hearing this but you can do anything you put your mind to. absolutely it sounds cliche it sounds corny people hate hearing it but it's definitely true half of life, half of life is just believing you can
1: do stuff that's happening people people be scared to make it people be scared to fail like i'm not scared to fail but i that's why i'm going to culinary school first so i got everything with me all the armor all the weapons possible so i can succeed you know i could go in i could have saved the money that I was gonna put in the culinary school and just put that into the business and just started. But it's like, I was either gonna learn what I'm learning in culinary school, in culinary school, or I was gonna learn it by failing and, or or just secondhand learning or, but I'm not just trying to start a restaurant, I'm trying to start a franchise. And I'm trying to start a, a I need a, a system
0: that works. And I gotta figure that out. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm here for. Like you mentioned when you were speaking, you were saying that you can have a business plan or maybe not even just a business plan, but like you can have a vision in your head that you want to go a certain way, but it might not manifest into a physical realm exactly how you see it because people don't have the same passion for your business that you do, right? They might not see the same value in it that you do. So I, I'm definitely a great believer in if you want something done right, the best person to do it is you. But but then in life, the, the most important
1: thing is like you can't do everything, You can't. You definitely so, can't do you, so as a good leader, the, the I think the best quality of a good leader is getting other people to see things your way and be able to believe things your way. Like, the best events that I've ever went to are planned by one person and then 20, 30, 40, 50 other people, promote it, work it, and do everything like it's their event. Yeah. But when you give people ownership, when you make people feel a part of something, when you give them more when you just, it, it, I'm not just gonna give people a regular job, I wanna do something more so it's like, they appreciate working here and they're gonna give me their best effort. And I'm gonna give them the best thing I could. You know, like we're gonna work and you're gonna get more than you're getting at Taco Bell or at Burger King or McDonald's. We're gonna give you more, we're gonna we're gonna help you more, we're gonna look out for you more, we're gonna care. The business is gonna care about you more and the people that start with my business, um, I feel like whoever starts with me are gonna have opportunities to grow. and. It might start in Cleveland. It might take you to another city. So it's like putting in your full effort and hard work. I don't care if you're 17, I don't care if you're 35, 50. I want happy people that work hard. That's, that's, where I'm, that's the start to my business. i definitely
0: feel you. You seem very passionate about your culinary aspirations. What would you say your ultimate goal in the culinary world is? Like, what is your, if you had to say, if you had to sum up your ultimate accomplishment for the culinary world, what would you say that would be? If I could, if I can have one of my my restaurants in every in every major city, mm-hmm. and I know that
1: sounds crazy, but it's like you gotta, you gotta I, have I to, want, it's, stuff it's like a it's a quick service restaurant. I'm not gonna go into details, but I can't do that. But it's a quick service restaurant, and it it the process is gonna be better than anywhere you've ever been. Like I, before you taste my food, I want you to say that they have the best customer service. That's the number one thing: customer service. People that smile people that
0: are happy, people that know the food, know the menu, Um, those are the
1: the first things. And then once you get from there, it's like we're gonna give so many options and so much freedom and it is gonna be a great overall experience Um, for kids and adults. It's just, I I think it's, it's something special and I'm trying to, I created the business specifically to be a franchise, so
0: that's the goal and that's all I'm working towards. I respect that. And the fact that that's all you're focused on, it definitely lets me know that you're going to accomplish everything you got your mindset for. I have no doubt about that. Um, But like you said, customer service, I feel like that's something a lot of people overlook, not even just in the culinary world. It's the the worst part of business.
1: It's the worst parts of business. And not to make it racial, but it's it's even worse in the black community. Um, Because it's like how often every black person can think of a restaurant where the food is amazing, but you may not go as often as you would because the customer service is bad, they get your order wrong, the wait time is long. It's like, those are processes that you can fix. It's that you're doing something wrong. There's nothing that you're doing, like something is wrong. Some part of your process is broken. And it's either, do you have the ability to understand that? Do you understand what's broken? Are you even trying to fix it? And that's the number one thing is like, I'm. You that will not be a problem for us. Like, if it's somebody, like I, I was telling a friend the other day, like my number one thing is, I don't care how strong someone's resume is, if they do not smile, I don't want them. I don't want someone who doesn't smile. Who wants to buy food from someone who's angry? Why would I want that? I'm having a great day and you look angry serving me food, why would I want to eat it? That's ugly, that's, that's nasty. Nobody likes me say ugly. Like, so nasty personality is nothing. I don't, if somebody's not smiling in the interview, that's the first step, smiling. I can I can work with somebody, I can teach them other things. But I can't teach you how to smile. If you don't want to smile, if you don't wanna be here, you won't be here at all. You know what I'm saying? So
0: podcasts. This was produced by Equity Movement 247 to reach this incredible group of young individuals. Guess what, GNZ? You're up next. So follow us at GNZ Future Fortunes at Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. We want to hear from you.